Okay, so I took another hiatus. I really hated not being able to do this for such a long time. It's been a couple of months. I still had so many things on my plate that I wanted to do entries on. Uh, TV shows, movies I've been watching. I still have plans for all that, but I figured what better way to kind of come out of my hiatus once again and talk about the first entry, what pretty much drove me to want to start this channel was when the trailer for the Batman premiered almost over a year ago and 120 some odd entries later and last night I finally got to see at a fan event I got to watch The Batman directed by Matt Reeves starring Robert Pattinson and it was phenomenal. Now, I know a lot of people probably didn't go to the fan event. A lot of people are probably waiting until it actually releases uh, tomorrow, March 4th. I got to see it last night on March 2nd uh, because I got tickets for the fan event. Because, of course, that's the one I'm going to want to get because I'm a huge Batman fan. And this was so highly anticipated. Now, you have to understand, here's a little backstory, first of all. Originally, this was meant to be, from what I understand, from all of the research and being as on top of this stuff as I can be, this was supposed to be what the film Ben Affleck was trying to get done as the solo Batman film leading off of the Zack Schneider series. Now, when uh, Schneider was doing the Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and the Justice League films... That Batman Ben Affleck had signed on for also was incorporated into it and it was supposed to lead off of that and be very comic accurate in terms of very being very similar to uh, the, uh, the Snyder vision. Now, this had gone back all the way to 2013 when Ben Affleck was first announced as being Batman. So after he was announced... And you got the Batman vs. Superman, and that bombed for a lot of people. Then you got the the Justice League from 2016, and that winded up being a trash wash. And all that, all the issues with Ben Affleck being Batman, and eventually him just kind of dropping out. He went from being the director, writer, and starring, to just writing and starring, to just starring, to doing nothing. And now he's not going to be Batman again, even though I would love to see him as Batman again. I do not think it's going to happen anytime soon. With that being said, though, after all of that and after all of that fallout, Matt Reeves took the helm and decided, okay, like, we're going to still do this because Warner Brothers has him signed on. And somewhere around, like, 2018, 2019, it was announced that they were still moving forward, but they were recasting Batman. Lo and behold, sometime around the end of 2019, I want to say, Robin Pattinson gets casted as him. So now you have Bruce Wayne being played by Robin Pattinson and he's getting a lot of heat and, you know, to a certain extent, I can understand rightfully so. Some people had their their issues with him playing Batman. They weren't sure how he was going to do. I'm definitely going to go ahead and say that there was a good period of time when I was even kind of... Not on the Robert Pattinson boat. He was not somebody that I looked at as being somebody to take seriously. However, outside of all of the other stuff that he's done, 
he has some all the other stuff that he's kind of known for. He has some little things that are really, really good, and they really, really show a lot more range than just what Twilight gave him. Being one of my favorite movies of his is The Lighthouse with William Defoe. So knowing that he can do stuff like that, I understood that he had a sort of range to him. Now, I also have to go in and say that I was a person that didn't like the idea of Heath Ledger as Joker. I didn't like the idea of Ben Affleck as Batman. I was proven wrong, in my opinion, I was proven wrong on both parts. Both of those were phenomenal casting uh, decisions. Ben Affleck plays a great Batman. Heath Ledger played one of the best Jokers ever. And so I definitely went into this with more of an open mind simply because I know that when it's not something that we're expecting, it could sometimes be better than even what the best case scenario would have been for what you were looking for. So with that being said, I then started to approach it with a little bit more optimism. Now, fast forward to something around 20, the end of 2020 and maybe even 2021. Like we're talking like really first year pandemic stuff. We finally get the first trailer for the Batman. And this is what kickstarts my channel. This very first trailer released sometime around August or September of that year. And it blows me away completely because not only am I, you know, just excited for this film that's been at this point six or seven years in the making at this point as somebody who's just a huge Batman fan it's highly anticipated for me to get this film so you finally get the trailer and not only is it you know a Batman trailer but it also looked so good and it looked like the road that they were going down the vision that Matt Reeves had for this was something that was unseen in any other Batman film moving forward. Cause every other film kind of gives it a little bit of its hint of realism. It gives its hint of fantasy. It gives you a few things from the Batman kind of universe. You know, there's the obvious things that you're always going to get, but then you just really weren't sure what this one was going to be about. Cause it looked really dark. It looked really gritty. And I just remember that, I just could not wait. Then it kept getting pushed and it got pushed and it got pushed and it got pushed. So finally they started releasing a whole slew of trailers um, between the last six months. I want to say like probably on its year anniversary last the, the, the September of 2021. Um, the, it started doing trailer after trailer and giving you little bits here and there and really kind of building up the anticipation for this film that wasn't going to release until March. Like, it literally gave you six months to really sit and really think about what you wanted out of this film and really, like, get yourself pumped for wanting to see this film. Now, it's finally here. A lot of people have already seen it. A lot of you are anticipating what it's going to be about and you can't wait to see it. And I'm not going to give too much away but what i am gonna say is go into this film really understanding that it's not even the 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 idea of it being grittier or it being a more dark personality trait that they're trying to portray out of say the bruce wayne and batman character think about it as if it's really taking what the psychology would be the the real like 
the 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 psychiatrist looking in the box of the brain of Bruce Wayne and portraying what they would see. It shows a Bruce Wayne that's very much traumatized by what happened to him. And because of that, his trauma has led him to this thing where he decides to be the vigilante. Is it something that probably everybody is going to like? I'm going to tell you right now, it's not a Michael Keaton Batman. It's not a Christian Bale Batman, but it's definitely not a Val Kilmer Batman. You know what I'm saying? It's not a George Clooney Batman. It's a Batman that's done very differently because it doesn't show, you know, confident Bruce Wayne. It doesn't show, like, Bruce Wayne really trying to, like, be out there and and try to lead people away from anybody thinking. Like, he really doesn't care. All he really cares about is this journey he's taking to become Batman. The timeline of the film is that it takes place two years after he starts being Batman. So he's already established. He already has a relationship with uh, Jim Gordon. Uh, Jim Gordon is not yet the commissioner. So he's just a regular detective. So they're like two detectives kind of working together. Um, Very, there's almost no... Characters. Batman is basically fighting gangs and getting in the middle of mob wars and stuff like that. So this introduction of what everybody knows is now the Riddler character is essentially what is being introduced as the first full-fledged Batman villain for this realm that they're creating, for this Gotham that they've created and this Batman storyline. So the, the... the character that Colin Farrell plays as the Penguin, he's very much still on, like, the mob level. He's not really, like, villain-villain, you know what I mean? He's kind of, you know, very much a side character in terms of who the main characters are. And the main characters, truthfully, are Batman, Catwoman, Riddler, and Jim Gordon. So, you don't really even see a lot of Alfred. And even that, even the psychology of just the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Alfred, where Alfred is trying to help guide him down a path, but he's he understands he's not his father, but he tries to be the father figure. And Bruce Wayne kind of denying him as a father figure, because all he really cares about is this th- th- this vigilantism that he's trying to fulfill, this, this goal he wants to reach. So even he sort of takes turns in neglecting or or shooting down any, any of Alfred's attempts to really kind of bring him sort of out of this dark light and kind of let him think better about his life almost. And, you know, Bruce Wayne spends a lot of the film just kind of being like, you're not my father, get out of here. So what does Alfred do? He turns to what he knows that they can connect with and he starts being detective with him. And all of the detective aspects of how, how they're showing how good of a detective he is are very, very well done. You know, he's very much a a quiet and brooding character, but there's just so many good moments where you can see him and he's like, like, holy shit, that's so smart. Or he figured that out before they did. Or there's, there's just a really good pace they set of showing like, yes, he is a detective. He is looking at everything. And it's almost as if they took the character and made him just a private eye where, you know, he doesn't necessarily work for the state. He's not a police officer. He never was. But he's just a damn good detective that dresses up like a vigilante. That's really all it is. And they've also set... it. The pace is really what gets you. is because they set a good tone right from the get-go. It really starts you off with really understanding that, you know... Um, 
Batman is not just the idea of what he is and what what he what he means. It's also the the, the symbolism of fear, and fear played a big role in the first uh, Batman Begins film from Christopher Nolan. However, they still did it on a kind of campy manner. They still did it in a way that made sense to the the fantasy of Batman. This more on the lines shows you the the angle of say the psychology in like the the gangs or the thugs on the street and they're looking in the in the shadows and it's so dark they see the signal up there and they look in the shadow and they don't know if he's there and that's meant to be what the real meaning of the Batman is they see the symbol and they don't know that if he's right around the corner so you got guys robbing banks you got guys like like robbing people you got these gangs that are doing all these things and they see the signal and they automatically don't know where he is maybe he's by them maybe he's not and it's just that fear that they're there that he's been able to set into them just knowing that he could be there and they set that tone right at the very beginning and they pace it forward little by little with a lot of good background storytelling mechanics you know a lot of the police don't really trust him a lot of the the, um, the the gangs still don't really know who he is or take him seriously, even though there's a good portion of them that do and they understand who he is. And then it also shows that he's really he really doesn't care. He's going to walk up to the front door, knock and say, I'm Batman. Let me the fuck in. So the pacing is really good for how long of a movie it is. It doesn't feel like there's any added nonsense. It feels like everything is in its right place. And I believe that nothing could have been taken out of this film that would have been like detrimental to the story and nothing could have been added. Maybe a few other random scenes that'll probably pop up in a deleted scene reel for a DVD that comes out or something. But truthfully speaking, from start to finish, you don't feel like you're watching a three-hour movie. It feels like you're watching three separate Batman films that somebody has edited to put together. Almost like how they did... um, What's this movie by Quentin Tarantino? Um, Kill Bill. The Kill Bill film, when they released as two parts, volumes one and two, that's because when Quentin Tarantino was filming it, he filmed an almost five-hour-long movie. And they told him, you can't put that in theaters, you gotta delete stuff. And Quentin Tarantino refused, so then he chopped it up and made two separate films. And that's why, at some point down the line, I believe they came out with a a full version Kill Bill, which is literally almost four and a half hours long. That's the full Kill Bill story told in chronological order with no breaks. It's not Kill Bill volume one and two. It's just Kill Bill as it was originally intended to be seen. So that's what this kind of feels like. It feels like we're watching three separate Batman movies that have all been molded together to fit perfectly as this continuous story. Almost like how, uh, if um, anybody remembers my entries for... Or if you watched the animated films back over the summer, they had Batman The Long Halloween Part 1 and 2. I wouldn't be against somebody coming out with a dual version of that where they just edit both of those films together and make one, you know, almost three hour long animated film that tells that entire story. That's what this sort of feels like. It feels like they took three hour and a half long Batman films and molded it into one fantastic film because they tell one really good story. It doesn't feel like you're in the... For me, I was in the theater for that long and I saw... I felt nothing about how long it was. 
One minute it was 6.30, and the next minute it was almost 10 o'clock. So I really did not feel like any of the time was wasted. I didn't feel like I was sitting there waiting for something else to happen. I was watching everything as it needed to be done, and I feel like Matt Reeves did a fantastic job directing that pace, setting up that pace for you. Now, again, I'm trying to not give so much away because this is a review that's coming out very early in comparison to a lot of other reviews that might uh, be coming out. There's probably a couple that have already been out for a lot of people, and there a lot of them are talking positive and negative. I'm talking from a fan's perspective. From my perspective, this film is worth sitting through in the movie theater for that period of time, and I guarantee you, you are not going to feel... As long as it feels, as long as it is, you're not going to feel that length. You're going to appreciate all of the little nuances that they put in there to tell this story, to give this vision. Now, I've also read that they plan on doing sequels for this, which is fantastic because we're talking about a film that ends on such a heavy note that you could easily see where it's going to go from here. You could easily envision what the next stuff, what the next thing is going to be, the next battle, the next the next villain could possibly be. Now, with all of that being said, you also have to understand that this is not going to be your typical Batman film. You're not going to see a lot of high-range things. A lot of his... Uh, a lot of the way that Batman is doing things right now is still very much year one orientated. Because again, the only real established thing that they have is the bat signal. Other than the bat signal, you know, like I said, Jim Gordon, not commissioner yet, so he's still just a regular cop, a regular detective. This is the first villain that they've introduced. You know, like I said, Penguin isn't technically a villain. The Riddler is the kind of the first thing that kind of has borne out of Batman almost. And then, you know, Catwoman is kind of getting established. And they also established their relationship and what the the, the Batman-Catwoman romance could grow to become as well. Uh, they also drop um, a bomb in there when she talks about Bloodhaven. And for those who are comic fans know that Bloodhaven is eventually the city where when Batman raises Robin, Robin decides he doesn't want to be Robin anymore. So Dick Grayson goes to Bloodhaven and becomes Nightwing. So they've established that not only does is there this dark Gotham that they exist in, that this world exists in where Batman is needed, but there's also another, this other city where eventually somewhere down the line it's going to get incorporated in some way, shape, or form. Will they ever do a Robin for this universe? I don't know, per se. I don't think it would fit 110%. Maybe if they made it work sort of you know i'd rather see whatever this robin would become than whatever christopher nolan might have had planned because that that little drop that they did where it was um uh joseph gordon lovett's character's main name was robin like that's that's not what we want we want to we want a robin like i want a sidekick i want batman to have a sidekick so i don't know what to expect from the sequels but they do have two sequels planned Apparently, they also have a television series that they have planned that's meant to lead out of this universe uh, that they're going to premiere on HBO Max. What that's going to be about, I don't know. Uh, what the plans are for the sequel, I don't know. I think they're going to still wait for however it does in the box office. Uh, so, it again, it hasn't even been re released yet everywhere. <laughs> you know, it doesn't technically release until March 4th. So, 
I'm definitely going to say that you have to go out and watch it. I don't want to ruin too much because it really is a fan, a fantastic film from from start to finish that has so much involved. Like when you watch the trailers, even even if you watched all of the trailers and all of the clips, you got to remember it's three hours. So how much of these trailers are actually in the film that it it gives something away? Literally nothing. We're talking maybe five minutes of footage is out there, and I'm going to tell you straight up the. Four out of those five minutes is in the first hour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So four minutes of the first hour is already given to you. Where that happens, I'm not going to tell you. And that other 60 seconds worth of footage that's out there in the midst of all the trailers and TV spots and all that stuff, all that stuff is within the last two hours. <laughs> so there's so much going on that it is totally out of this world. And... I could not... I'm going to go watch it again. You know, the the only movie I've ever seen in, the, in theaters twice was the first Saw. I saw it once with a buddy of mine, and I thought it was great, and then I took um, the girl I was dating at the time, the girl just happened to, I think, become... No, 2006 or seven. Yeah, it was just somebody I was dating at the time. So, um, I went to go see that movie twice in theaters. I am willing to go and see this movie more than once, and it's totally worth it. it. And if I'm going to say that it's worth it as a person who's not that type that goes to mo- goes to the theaters to watch movies more than once. Like, I wait for them to come out. I'm not waiting for this to come out. I have to see it again. I didn't even see The Dark Knight in theaters twice. And The Dark Knight is probably right up there as one of the best Batman films ever. I'm not even talking Dark Knight Rises. I'm talking Heath Ledger, Joker, Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan... That film is definitely one of the best Batman films ever. And this, I'm going to say, in my opinion, tops it. So maybe people will disagree with me. Maybe I'm the first one to say it. I don't know. But there it is. I said it. This Batman film is probably number one for me right now. Maybe it's just because it's new. I don't know. But I appreciate the vision. And because I appreciate it, I'm holding it up there to uh, a bigger standard. That's that's how I'm viewing this.